Hello, I'm Jennifer Ristine, joining you with RC Spirituality in Magdala for The Living Heart of an Apostle. And today joining us is Sandra Cerda. She is the executive producer for a new film project called Magdalene for Life and Love. And she's also the scriptwriter and the originator of the entire idea. I met Sandra about two years ago when I was traveling through Texas, and we sat down for a cup of coffee and she began to share over the course of more than an hour her beautiful testimony of her life. A challenging testimony because it's full of pain and sorrow, it's full of trauma, but at the same time, something so beautiful where we see how the Lord steps into our life and restores us. This was the experience of Mary Magdalene, this possession, this oppression, this binding by seven demons. And yet, through that trauma, through whatever circumstance she was experiencing, she met Jesus and encountered his unconditional and his merciful love. He set her free, restored her, and redeemed her to new life. So here to join us today is Sandra Serda. Hope you enjoy. Yeah, but it's so good to see you again after two years. I know, and so much has happened. Yeah, well, I wanted to ask you, Sandra, um, when we met two years ago and we sat over a cup of coffee for uh, quite some time, you shared a little bit about your own story and your journey and how I think you identify with this person, person of Mary Magdalene. Would you share a little bit um, of your journey and how you came to even write the book that you, you wrote um, on, on your, own, your own trauma but also your own experience of redemption. Okay, um, initially, I guess it started a little bit more than two years ago, maybe three years ago now. Um, I was sitting, I was going through a situation like we all do, it was a two o'clock in the morning moment, and just searching the Lord, I had my work spread out in front of me, sitting on the floor, and I'm just doodling, and three words dropped in my spirit, and I call them seeds now, three little mm -hmm. seeds, and from that went through, it was before Harvey, uh, Hurricane Harvey out here in, in our country. So um, from that, it just began to build. I thought, oh, I'll just write a story, didn't think much about it, began to dig. I knew I was, I was not impressed with a lot of the other work that had come out before because it, it just strayed so much from what I know to be true about faith and redemption and love. And I couldn't find those threads in any of the other films that pointed to her. And it concerned me, it weighed on my spirit. So I thought, oh, I'll write a book. And I said, it's gonna be important for me, for people to be able to link together, how did I come about this? So I thought I'll put footnotes, I'll put you know, my research links and let them arrive at the end. Before I knew it, it was forming into a novel, the next, which I've never written, I don't know how to format that. Um, and I have, by the mind of Christ and the grace of God. Um, and I thought we need an accompaniment study guide, we need to, we need to dig deep. We can't just be scraping the surface on what sounds good or feels good or, you know, we need to pull everything we can that we are finding or the highest probability of or any of those things and put all the pieces together. There's not enough in, in, within the scriptures to really build on her past or, you know, what happened? Where did she even come from? Who is this woman everybody knew and or knew of or thought they knew? And so all those things just began with this journey. And I'm telling you what, when the full revelation really started to come, and especially after I read your book, Woman of God, when I finally read through your book, where is that book? When I read through this book, I was 
I, I'm telling you, Mary Magdalene, Insights from Ancient Magdala. When I got a hold of this book, I was so excited. I thought, oh, good, somebody is, is going in some direction, whatever. And I read it and everything, it just confirmed that I was going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I was following, I was picking up the right, just like seeds and crumbs. Mm-hmm. And that's all you have. And I began to tap in through the research. What happened in 2009? These relics that they're finding, they're unearthing. What's going on? Oh my God, Magdala? The synagogue? What? And the timing, the timing. I knew nothing about this other Mary Magdalene movie that uh, has gone around the world. I think it's streamlining right now. Um, The one where um, Joaquin Phoenix plays Jesus. Okay, I didn't even know that that was a finished production and about to be released. Knew nothing. And it was brought to my attention and I just kind of shrugged it like, okay, well, there's so many movies about Robin Hood or anything else. What does it matter? The right. difference is we're digging deep in mm-hmm. this story. We have to know as much as we can. Mm-hmm. And, and we're weeding through the ridiculous, the blasphemous, the, oh my goodness, there's no way that could be true. And we're at least leaning on the strengths of the higher probabilities and mm-hmm. the music and the song and the sound of this woman's story is phenomenal. I felt and still do like, like I did when I first received Christ in my life, that awakening, yeah. refreshing, like water is splashed. I'm not just, you know, shook. I'm awake and alert and I wanted to know more. Yeah. And it, I began to see, I relate to this woman so much. It is, you know, people are going to think what they want, say what they want. They're going to, mm-hmm. they're going to form that. And you're a victim of your society. You're a victim of circumstance. You know, I asked myself, did I turn my back on God? I was going through so much. Mm-hmm. We have a large family. So the majority of what we go through is with our adult children and our grandchildren. Right. We have 22 grandchildren now. Congratulations. Thank you. And um, at that time, it was a critical point because we were also going through it with our church. We had survived two major hurricanes and, and our church had housed more than 350 people for nearly nine weeks. So we ended up in a, in a whirlwind of situations and at the end of it, I just, I felt like I uh, didn't crash and burn, but I collapsed at the feet of Jesus. And I didn't want to move. I wasn't going to move. And I couldn't pray. I didn't know how to pray anything different. I was fasted. My fast had a fast. I mean, every that was, you know, there, fleeced. And I'm like, I, I, I surrender. I need to learn. I need to know. Fill me. Heal me. I want the potter's wheel. <laughs> I need the potter's wheel because I know I'm safe there. Mm-hmm. I know I'm, I can pass through this if I know, you know, this, this valley and I couldn't hear the Lord. This is, I'm 30 years ministering the gospel. Mm-hmm. I'm a preacher and I'm finding out Mary Magdalene was a preacher. It's okay to preach God's word and God's love and share God's love. And, and it's okay to be in their minds, whoever that God has a different story. Mm-hmm. And, and I began to see that it was also my story and I was okay with that. I embrace her now more than ever, like any other apostle. I'm learning from her just the same, and it amazes me. But how did she first come into your life, so to speak? Like, how, how did you even discover her initially? Through, through those three nuggets. Now, listen, I did, when I first converted, when I first got saved, received Jesus as my Lord and Savior, the preaching messages that I was exposed to would mention the scriptures that we see in the gospel. And so the stories were the same. You know, she was a sinner. She had these demons. She had a reputation. And she was known as not just a sinner, but the sinner. 
and it never went more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when these seeds dropped in my spirit, and I'll tell you, I just have to tell you what those three words are, and I'm going to trust you with yes. this. No, those words are hidden in the book. They're used in the dialogue and in the film. And I had never heard this before. I had never heard it referred to before, but it, it just, I'm in the middle of my work, and I hear, I am Magdalene. And I thought, what does that mean to be Magdalene? She's from Magdala, obviously. So she was labeled and attached maybe to her, her environment. She was a victim of all these things. You know, what was it? I was going through so much with people in the church, with leaders, being misunderstood, being just labeled a victim of my past was a huge part of it. And that past will come back to try and nip at you and bite at you. And you've got to keep it where it belongs because you're no longer that person. Mm -hmm. And having to learn how to stand up for myself in that. Yeah. Those are things that I learned from her. I feel very strongly that a time came where she had to stand. She saw the Lord. Whoever Mm -hmm. believed it, settle it. Yeah. Whoever doesn't believe it, whatever. But she saw him and she wasn't going to change that Mm -hmm. confession. So you identify, do you feel like you identify with that Mary Magdalene after the resurrection? She's already been strengthened, at least in that moment in your life. Yes. You were already strengthened through your, in your relationship with the Lord. You had had several years of journeying in the faith and trying to be, um, to grow closer to God. And now it was a time of even deeper strength or um, greater interior strength, it sounds like. Yes. And at the same time, though, I had all these years in the Lord, but I don't believe now with what I know of her, of her story that I had the um, intimate, full meaning of that word mm-hmm. and trust. Okay. Trust. Because I go back and I'm like, but I was walking in this and I, I've seen the Lord through faith move in these areas, but this was like a different dimension. This was like a new, a deeper relationship that I so desperately needed at that place in my life. Mm-hmm. I feel like I had outgrown the shell of who I was, who I thought I was or who I thought I was supposed to be. Yeah. And now I was like awakened to who Jesus is in my now. Okay. In me now. Yeah. Cause I'm all these other things, but I got lost under the shuffle of it all too. Mm-hmm. And it's so, like a deeper identity in the Lord. It sounds like. Yes. It was a very much of a tearing away. It was very much a feeling of loss. I very much even felt like I had lost a, a, my own child with the church. Mm-hmm. There were, we had hundreds of people in our ministry and for it to happen the way it did. But I see now in hindsight, and there was prophetic words that were preparing us for that. And it was not a bad thing. It was a good thing, but it was still a storm. And nothing ever comes out looking or feeling the same after a storm. Right. So I had to accept the change that God needed me to process through. Mm-hmm. I had, that for me was a new level of surrender. Yes, it sounds I had like it. I had nothing to put my feet on. Right. Nothing I could really grab on. Right. And we can and, imagine Mary Magdalene must have experienced the same thing after, um, after seeing Jesus die on the cross and, and then even seeing him in the resurrection. And then he leaves <gasps> or he sends her off. He can't, she can't cling to him. <gasps> and it's a new reality, a new way of relating to him and yeah. discovering at the same time you're sent, you have a mission, and Jesus entrusts something precious to you. So that's, it sounds, I don't, it sounds like there's some identification with her in that yes. experience. 
And I'm loving it. I'm embracing this new journey. I share it with my daughters. I share the new relationship that my prayer life is affording me now with Mary Magdalene as a disciple, apostle, woman of God, very much um, like I'm receiving from any of the other apostles as I would. I used to relate many times. I used to say, I, I, I'm just like Paul. Or, you know, in this way, right? I feel like I get that spike. Man, I'm I'm like Moses in that. Now, I'm like Mary Magdalene in this, you know, and I'm, I, I can relate to this woman. Mm-hmm. Simple faith. It's really just the simplest of faith. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to make other things about it, but at the end of it all, it was just her faith, her love, her appreciation for where he had brought her from. The way she was, whether however much was true or not, or warped or meshed or webbed didn't even matter. Mm-hmm. matter. Well, she was redeemed and restored by the Lord, right? Yes. But there was a there was a pre-conversion Mary Magdalene, and you have a little bit in your own life of this identification with her that you know, as you mentioned, even now it it has to stay in the past. But yes. at the same time, it's still part of who you are. Like Jesus after the resurrection, he's still is there in his glorified body with his wounds. And we all carry with us in a certain sense, even though we've come to know the Lord, we still carry the marks perhaps of those wounds of our life. Would you share with us a little bit, if you don't mind? I know it's very personal and uh, it was hard, a very difficult situation in your life that you passed through before you even had came to know who the Lord was in your life. True. True. I came to the Lord, I believe I was about 25 years old now, uh, when it first initially happened. And I had been diagnosed with, uh, my skin was breaking out all over my body. It was completely raw. My hair was falling out. It turned out I had been overexposed to ultraviolet rays and uh, so much of the drugs. I had a drug addiction of more than $500 a day of cocaine and uh, just so many. I was an alcoholic to the point where gallons the big gallons of crown royal i was doing almost four a week of these things i was drowning at the end of a a broken life i had been raped as a child i went through the rape the incest the sexual assault the sexual abuse from different people all the way to the age of 15 16 and then domestic violence after that murderous domestic violence that nearly left myself and my pregnant three-month-old baby and my five-month-old daughter in my arms dead at one point. And so witchcraft came in, and I see now that it came in through the lie of white magic, the lie of black magic, the lie of meeting control, the lie, the lie, the lie, the lie. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it all, I went from one religion to another. I was raised Catholic in Catholicism. I I did my first communion. I did all those things. and, And the legacy part of my life is, I had grandparents, great grandparents, one who in Texas had built uh, raised churches years ago, and, but I never knew the Lord. In the seventh grade, I caught, uh, met a, a young girl, her parents were preachers across the street, they'd take me to church, and uh, that was nearly the last time, and then I became a Mormon, and I was so desperate, I, nothing was working, I wasn't connecting with Jesus, my life was getting worse and worse, and at the end now, of, uh, of when I finally crashed from it all. I had been given six months to live and had gone through so many testing, test, 10 doctors. I had been tested twice for AIDS and I was just completely raw. I hadn't been able to shower or bathe for 30 months. 
the light would just burn me. The carpet fibers would burn me. And I was under double layer curtains in my home in the dark. It was horrible. The welts on my body were bigger than a man's foot all over me. I was bleeding and raw. And I smelled like raw meat, raw hamburger meat, just death in my life, in my home. And my son, who is 31 now, maybe 33, I don't even know. Uh, he's my youngest of the boys. I was pregnant with him during that. I had gone through abortions. And I, I don't say any of this with any, any uh, I've been redeemed and set free from the shame of it all, from the shame of not knowing uh, or having someone to speak into my life at the most critical times. So that's one reason why it's important for me to try to be there as much as I can, when I can. But I came to the Lord and so many great things happened. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit and processing through, going to church every time the doors were open, active, teaching, bringing the children, everything. But I was just not where I needed to be in a true, real connection, just me and the Lord. And this is what taught me. This woman walked through that by herself. Who could she call? Who could she depend on to confide in? Maybe her sister Martha, but even that, you never know how, how much of that she could really be free to express her heart or feelings to as far as another woman. Um, but through all of that, you know, the Lord in his faithfulness, I was healed. He healed me nearly instantly. And I've never suffered that sickness or disease again. Um, and I've been preaching ever since. So I, I'm just grateful for what I've received in the stages that I have. And now I didn't fully receive, I think, the, the full deliverance maybe that I needed. I think healing and deliverance is still a process in my life. I'm 56 now and I'm still being healed and delivered, you know, and I'm okay with that. It's not once delivered, always delivered so much. It's holding it and maintaining it. And, and standing for a fresh daily every day in the power of God's anointing, mm -hmm. the redeeming love that we can learn from this woman's life story. Yeah. And you want to share that story with others. I can see your passion. Yeah. And so the, the movie um, that you have, well, you created the movie script, right? You've Gosh, pretty yes. much been the one you've initiated it yes. from this inspiration. Uh, you wrote the script and you're starting, you call yourself the executive producer, which is basically yes, the person do. that makes things happen. So where are you at and what do you hope for in the next year? I know the COVID yes. situation kind of yes. puts a little wrench in everybody's desired plans, but um, how, how are you looking to go forward? with this so you can share your story and Mary Magdalene's story with the world. Oh man, we have a website at marymagdalene.film and we have a newsletter that I'm able, maybe six to eight weeks I update where we're at. We have actors attached, some from secular movies like Game of Thrones and other secular movies. Um, and these are spiritual Christians right now. So far everybody is a spiritual Christian and, and we have the diversity and the openness and all of that. We're probably going to be uh, launching, looks like we're launching our Mary Magdalene book and study guide in time for the feast that's coming up July 22nd celebration. Great. Okay. So we're in, in step for that. We're also, the script is being uh, looked at one more time, just finishing that. We're getting ready to put that through the Austin Film Festival for their coverage program and then go from there and present it before our producers. Um, so we're just there. We're excited. We're getting ready to do a road trip. Uh, Mary landed in France. And that tells me, according to some of the, the details, there was perhaps a castle. Well, we found a castle. So we're doing a road trip to go confirm that. We found the, 
the bakery that is going to tend to all the bread and for the, those scenes. And we found the home for the Mary Magdalene movie and project. And, and that's the, there at Capernaum. And we're going to be working out those details. So I'm excited. I really, truly have never done anything like this. I've never written a script. I learned it enough to put the story out there and, and get the story there and then bring other people to make sure I'm formatting and all that great stuff that I've never yeah. done. Yeah. But I, I didn't have the money to sit around and wait for people to want to give me money. I, I kept hearing in my spirit, everything you need is in the house and, and within reach. So I began to just use or learn if I could. And, and the Lord has just truly um, brought it this far. So we're at the, at the end of development, early pre-production on, on the whole thing. I'm very wow. glad. Wow. Well, I think um, that's a testimony also of an experience Mary Magdalene must have had when she accompanied Jesus around Galilee. I mean, she didn't know what was going to happen day to day, but she kept her eyes on him. Yes. And she just, you know, mm. continued to open herself to learn from him day to day, maybe coming into conflict with certain things and wondering why, why did he say that? Why did he do that? And uh, that's kind of like our life too. And these great endeavors that we take on or just the little small things in our life, right? That we walk with the Lord day to day yes. with an openness to want to understand him, know him, love him and follow him as he's asking us. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited for this journey, sister. 